0: Chicago is more than great food, iconic sports, legendary music, and crooked politicians. It's a community of people who at their core care about one another and their city. We're chatting with new and native Chicagoans about all things local on The Chicagoan Podcast. Hi guys, this is The Chicagoan Podcast. I'm Shannon Sutton, a real estate broker with Baird & Warner in Lincoln Park. And today I'm chatting with Samantha Clark, the owner and proprietor of Steely, a fantastic boutique in the Wicker Park neighborhood. Thank you so, so much for being on my podcast today. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much, Shannon. I'm excited to be
0: here. Good. So I met you last fall, um, stopped into your store the first time kind of by accident when we were going to, I think, Mm Bonchon to pick up food down Mm -hmm. the street. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, we got to pop in here. Um, And you've got such a great collection of things. And I have been back and chatting with you a few more times since, so.
1: Yeah, I remember the day you were there. Yeah. So it was really fun.
0: You are very good at remembering people, too. Like, I came in one single time, and the next time I came in, like months later, you remember not only me, but like what we were talking about <laughs> and what I had purchased, which is like the sign of a great business owner. So you've, yeah. you've got it all going for you.
1: Thank you. I, I try. It's, it's hard with the masks, like if yeah. you change your hair. Like, one day it's down, the next time it's in a ponytail, I might not remember. But yeah. I, we had a nice interaction, and yeah. I enjoyed talking to you also, so
0: I remember. I think you told us about, we were talking about the restaurant Hawaiian Bros, <laughs> Yeah, and you were the one that told us to try, I think, that thing called the Spam Musubi, oh, Yeah, which yes. we later did try, okay. and it was wonderful. Oh, great. So, yeah,
1: I mean, well, yeah. I'm glad I... Was able to influence you you a really bit. did influence <laughs> me. Yeah,
0: come to think of it, I need to go there again. It's yes, been kind of a long too. time, but this just reminded me again. But um, anyway, so I don't know how long you had had your store before I came in, but like, how long have you been in that space now?
1: So we actually just celebrated our one year. Um, I opened oh. the store July fourth, twenty nineteen. Okay, I'm sorry, twenty twenty. So
0: the years are all running together yeah, now, aren't they?
1: <laughs> yeah. So last year, um, and. Yeah, it's been a roller coaster.
0: Yeah, but like a good one, hopefully. Yeah. Have yeah. you, yeah. I mean, so you obviously opened it, what, like seven, eight months before COVID hit or no? In the middle. No, it was in the middle of COVID. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, see, I'm thinking yeah. 2019. No. Um. So was that, I'm guessing when you were planning out the concept for the store and like planning on starting that, that probably was pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. And did mm-hmm. that like change mm-hmm. your trajectory to opening the store at all?
1: Yeah, so like the The brief background, I launched my website in October of 2019 with the plan of opening a store in March. You know, I wanted to be online and kind of see what the customer base was and grow a a following before I opened the store. And so I did start looking in January of 2020. Um, And I was pretty close to signing a lease on something and then it fell through and then COVID happened. And then, you know, I put a hold on it, but... um, I had a friend who was in the space before me, and she was moving out. And I, she, she gave me the heads up, and I said, "I live on this street. I love this neighborhood. I can't let this place go." And yeah. so I just did it. It happened like in a month. It oh. happened very fast. Um,
0: and that's the space you're in, like the space, the space on I'm Division. In. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I, yeah. I realized that you lived on Division.
1: I do. I live oh. like right down the street. Literally.
0: How's the, how's the work-life balance? It's amazing.
1: <laughs> living down the street. From your it's family. amazing. Yeah. I leave the house at ten fifty five and I open at 11. That's it's amazing. Really
0: great. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. awesome. Okay. Yeah. And how long had you been living in Wicker before you decided to open the space oh, there?
1: I think we've been there. We're going on our fifth year. Okay. So I've been there, I guess I've been three or four years yeah. at that point. Yeah.
0: Out of curiosity, where was the space that fell through? Roughly. Um,
1: it was in, um, on like Armitage, where okay. all that other shopping was, so it was. Oh, yeah.
0: Wait, on Armitage, like in the, like kind of, what, like neighborhood of Armitage? Like not the like Halstead and Armitage. Park. Oh, yeah, in that yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's another this, great it spot. It was kind
1: of on the end of it. Yeah. Um, and it was a walk-up. Yeah. Which I was, you know, I really wanted something that was right on the ground level. Yeah. Um, So I think in a way it all kind of worked itself out. Yeah. I probably would have just...
0: That's, gone with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's perfect. And it's yeah. like very nice that it kind of dovetails with your personal life in that neighborhood yes. and that you feel yeah. like you're such a fixture in that area. Yeah.
1: It's, it's really interesting to be a business owner and just a resident in the same area. Yeah. Um, my husband always says like you're like the mayor of Wicker Park because we've yeah. many places and I know people just as a business owner, but also like because we love Wicker Park, we yeah. really spend a lot of time there, going to all the different places. So. Yeah,
0: that's really cool. Yeah, um, yeah. And did you feel like you knew a lot of those business owners before you opened your store, or has it more been like over the course of being like a fellow business owner on Division?
1: I, you know what? It's a little bit of both. Like I said, we do a lot. We spend a lot of time at the restaurants and and everything in Wicker Park. So I. I don't know. I feel like I've. it's been a mix of both. Yeah. But definitely since becoming a business owner, it's been different. Yeah.
0: You're all kind of like in the same boat. And like, mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone has had varied experiences over the past year and a half. Like some have probably fared better than others. But yeah. do you feel like based on your original projections of how you wanted your business to go, that it has gone to plan? Or do you think COVID has like positively or negatively impacted what you thought it was going to be? So that's
1: just that's a really interesting question because... COVID was, I had no idea what to expect. I actually think that, I think I expected it to be a little bit better Um, than that first like July to December. I think I thought it would be a lot better and it wasn't because COVID just put a total wrench in everything.
0: Yeah. And people just didn't have occasions to dress. Right. Like that's such a big thing with any kind of like fashion business. Like it's just... It's super tough like do you end up do you feel like you ended up like buying and selecting things given like the reality of what people's lifestyle was well i did you know i
1: was buying a lot of sweats a lot of you know comfortable loungewear but one thing about the buying is that you have to do it so far in advance yeah like months you know four to six months in advance i'm buying so you know i thought that Honestly, I thought we were going to have like a really good holiday season. People would be out and about doing, you know, we'd be out of it. So I bought a ton of stuff for New Year's and holiday Ugh. parties and Thanksgiving and all that stuff. But yeah. you know that that didn't was not how it ended up being. It was, oh,
0: You know, that's we were really hard.
1: Hard of it. So
0: yeah. So tell me about you. Say you buy like four to six months in advance. Like, what does the buying process entail? Like, are you going to the mart? Like, are you doing all this in person? Like, what's your process? So
1: originally, like I said, I launched my website in October of 2019. And so in September of that year, I had gone to New York to a trade show. And these trade shows are insane. Yeah, I mean, every brand you can imagine has a booth. They have all their samples for whatever season. So I think it's September. I was probably buying for spring, you know, maybe April, March. I don't even remember it was spring. Um, You just walk around, you see things that you like. And so i spent two days there it was so overwhelming i mean i just i i think i bit off a little bit too much than i could chew it was a lot
0: i like picturing that being like kind of terrifying it was was
1: a lot um but i was able to find a couple brands that i really liked and i bought stuff and then it ended up that a lot of them have showrooms here in chicago which has been a lifesaver because i couldn't travel to do any more buying but the showrooms here for my brands, they would have their samples here, and I could go see them. Nice. And so, you know, it's really important to me to not buy anything that I haven't seen, touched, tried on. You know, I want to make sure everything that comes through the door is is the quality that I'm looking for. Yeah. So being able to go to those showrooms has been really helpful. So I continued to do that during COVID. Um, and basically the way it works is, you know, whenever this new season is up, I go to the showroom, they'll have all their samples, and I just, like, sift through the clothes, and I say yes, no, and they might have color options. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of development on my end. Basically everything's already created, so I just, I like to say that I curate the selection for my store um, and just kind of pick things that I think my customer will like. Yeah. And.
0: Do you feel like you're trying to, like, are you actively trying to create like ensembles or are you kind of just like buying things in a vacuum like for instance if you're like oh i liked this skirt over at like the french showroom like i need to see this with this top from this other brand to like see if that could be a thing like or do you just yeah. kind of do it in your mind
1: i think i do it in my mind i i had it in my head that i would be a lot more strategic about my buying but once you're there and you see what they have and you know the reps will also have insight on what's doing really well. You're like, oh, I need that, I need that, I need that. So I do try to plan it, but yeah, it just doesn't always work that way. But, like, if I know that I have some pieces that will need to be sold with something, like, for example, I have, like, Leather overalls coming in. Ooh. I'm gonna need something to put under that so Tell that me when, more yeah, I might need to, like I might those. need these overalls yeah.
0: actually. I'm in a big overalls rompers oh well, jumpsuits world right it'll now. It'll be out
1: this week. It's
0: oh my god, very
1: special. But you know, I needed to have something that I could show people to try on with or whatever. So you know, I got some turtlenecks and things like that. So every now and then I do try to curate an outfit, but most of the time it's just like this is what I like. Yeah.
0: Well, and like what you like, like going with your gut on your own taste level is always a good choice. And like clearly your taste level is amazing and you choose really smart pieces where like you've got a good variety and it's just things you like. Yeah. Like I kind of always feel that way about, someone told this to me once too, like when you're giving a gift to someone, go with something that you would love to receive. And right. like generally right. that's a good idea, yep. like if you think it's something amazing that you'd be thrilled to get. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, I'm sure the same with like yeah. choosing things for the store. So, yeah. so how did you, when you were making your first big buy, so this was like September of 19, mm-hmm. how did you fund that? Like how you know like how did you yeah. come up with like the initial um, capital to like yeah. start the store? So it was
1: all um, self-funded. Oh. My husband was very generous and helped also That's so great. we just did it all ourselves um, wow. and you know at that point I had, I had also quit my full-time job. I, so. I want to ask about that too
0: <laughs> like where where did you come from before this because yeah. I'm sure this wasn't the first thing but yeah, okay so Wow.
1: we just did it all.
0: Um, all on our own. That's amazing. Yeah. And like, it's clearly worked out. Mm -hmm. I mean, like for a new Mm -hmm. store that you're like still standing in a year, like, I don't know if you know stats about like new boutiques opening, like, I don't, I mean, I don't either. And I'd be curious, like how many Mm -hmm. of them like even make it past year one. Mm -hmm. And like, this is not just any year one. Oh, no, no. I mean, like the fact that you're still (laughs) going strong after this and like still like making new buys is Mm -hmm. really impressive. So Congratulations on that. But so take me back to what you were doing before Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like the moment that you kind of started thinking, I want to do something else.
1: Yeah, so my background is in fashion merchandising. That's what I went to college for, and I've been doing retail buying ever since then. Um, And my last job was at a corporate retailer. um, And I, I really enjoyed actually the job of it, but to be completely honest, you know, the social part of it wasn't great and I, I don't I didn't feel like I was being treated well enough for you know what I was being asked to do. Yeah. And um but I'd always always had a goal of opening my own boutique that has been a, a years long dream of mine. Yeah. So um but you know as things at my job were getting worse, we were having co- more conversations about okay, how do we make this a reality? what do we do? And, you know, this probably wasn't my proudest moment, but I had one really bad meeting at work, Mm -hmm. went home, cried about it all night. I said to my fiance at the time, I'm quitting. Like, this is it. I can't, I can't do this anymore. And I walked in the next day and I quit, which is not my proudest moment. You don't ever really want to leave a job like that, but I just was at my end, yeah. my end
0: point. Okay. I, I think a lot of people go through that. Mm-hmm. I have gone through that actually mm-hmm. from a retail job, actually. See, and it's hard. I was very young and I was, I think, probably, what, 22 at the time? Oh. And this job just, like, sucked the life out of me. And so yeah. I remember, like, my my uh, career etiquette wasn't, wasn't yeah. then yeah. what it is now. But I walked in, resigned the next day after, you know, as you said, mm-hmm. a bad day. And I remember when they asked me when I'd like my last day to be, I said tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it and it was the next day. And like yeah. I have never felt better walking out of somewhere, I don't think, than I did that day.
1: Yeah. I don't so. I do not regret I don't regret it. I really don't. It No. I just yeah, that was July of twenty nineteen, so I didn't really waste any time. No. You know, I think I took a couple of weeks off, but then I was like, Okay, let's do this and You know, I couldn't just show up to that show in September. I had to like get my ducks in order and create my business and have my, you know, I had to have all that. So I really just started right away. I was like, yeah, let's just do it.
0: And like budgeting and like Mm -hmm. figuring out like what you had to go into that show with and like what you needed to come away from it with. So yeah, that's incredible. Um, and have you, do you continue going to that same show? Or are you mostly doing it out of Chicago now Well, there hasn't been any
1: oh, right. shows, right. Um, but I'm, I'm actually going um, this September in a couple of weeks. Oh, so I'm okay. excited to get back to New York and there have been some shows that I've gone to, but I'm excited to go back there and now know what to, to, to know what to expect. Yeah. I'm actually not even going to bring anyone with me. I'm like, I'm a big girl now. I could do this wow. by myself. So. Who was with
0: <laughs> you the first time?
1: My husband. Your husband, yeah. okay. He, was he the sounds like he's assistant. a great, yeah. yeah. He's like
0: a great kind of like number two in yeah. this whole business. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's awesome. You're like, I need a man's perspective. Yeah. Like, is this top weird? I mean, but then that. again. I
1: just needed someone to hold my bag and my stuff, you know? Yeah,
0: but. they're they're great for that sometimes, <laughs> yeah. for sure. But yeah.
1: it was, it was really helpful at the time. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm.
0: that's so great. But going alone is a big step. And like, you're totally yeah. confident now. Yeah. And like, yeah. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And you probably have some, like, how do you, how do you kind of like keep your records of what is selling? Like what is like a total dud? I'm sure there's no total duds, but like what's your kind of system for keeping track of that to make sure that each buy is like better and more strategic than the last?
1: Yeah, so um the the program that I use for my website has a ton of analytics that I can use to track that. Um and so I rely on that a lot, but also just sort of my memory and like when I know when something sells right out the bat, when I sell something in twenty-four hours, you know, in three days, those I remember those things. Yep. Um, and also, I really like to take customer feedback. Yeah. And and trying to understand, like when people try on, I really like to ask questions: if they like it, if they don't, why? Yeah. Um, and so, really listening to things like that, like for example, one of the weirdest things that I've noticed is that my customers do not like anything that's plain black.
0: Interesting. Okay. And
1: for me I black seems like the easiest option. Yeah. So I've had to stop myself to buy things that are plain black because yeah. it's a black top, no one wants it. No one wants it. It's just bizarre
0: you have a very and like you're dressed in such a fun like you've got color like you're not wearing any black and it's like
1: which is interesting but I think you have a you
0: have a girl that's shopping at that store that like does like to have some more fun with it Mm -hmm. like she's not the person necessarily that's gonna just like go with the like New York uniform like she's gonna like make it an outfit and really like make it fun like that's how I feel about how I want to dress and I think that's what draws me to your store well
1: you walked out your first time with tons of color yeah. too. So there you go. It, you was, know, like, it just was like,
0: <laughs> the most colorful stuff you yeah. had in the store was <laughs> yeah. what I walked away with. And yeah. it's like, I love that. I think yeah. it's just so much fun. So, yeah. um, so how long, like basically from the time that you resigned your job mm-hmm. to the time you opened your doors was what, mm-hmm. like a year? About a
1: year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So you had to like, you're staying afloat for a year, like do you feel the like did you feel the panic starting to set in over the fact that like you were still a long ways out from making your first dollar? or like do you feel like you had it planned out well enough that you could kind of like relax?
1: Well, so I did have my website online, yeah, but um it was it was a lot of work, it yeah, was a lot of work to get to get it out there. Um, so i was I did have product and I was having sales, but it was mostly like people that I knew or yeah like, you know two degrees separated, whatever. Um, but then when COVID hit, it was horrible. Yeah. And so I just had to figure out what to do because I didn't have a store or anything. I just had my website, but no one was buying the stuff that I had. Oh, God. So I was yeah. trying to take things and show it more casually. I started to do a ton of try-ons on my Instagram stories. Oh, that's I wasn't great. doing a lot of them before, but then I started to do weekly try-ons of things just to like get people excited. Had them see different ways they could wear them, um, and that yeah. really helped. But That's awesome. That was again a lot of a lot of work, you yeah. know, to curate that and
0: yeah, yeah. Do you find and like I'm I'm probably like projecting this on you because I feel this way <laughs> um, as like a business person, but yeah. do you find it difficult or awkward to kind of put yourself into the business that way and oh, show yeah. yourself?
1: That was so incredibly hard for me to be the face, you know, show my face on camera. Yeah. I mean, first of all, just being in front and also, you know, being able to talk that much. I don't know, it it was really, really hard for me, but I had to, like, just do it. And I, but I felt like I had to do like all the makeup and have the hair. And Uh I, you know, like in the beginning, that was definitely what it was. Like I would do all these things in one day because I was like, I'm only going to do my hair and makeup once (laughs) we're in the middle of COVID. We're not going anywhere. It's not like I could do this and then go out. So I just would get up, do it, do all these videos in one day and then would come back. And it it definitely was hard. It was, it was hard for
0: me. It was just, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I get that way too. And it's like my managing broker at my office, or actually maybe it wasn't him, but it was somebody else would say that like, as uncomfortable as you feel like being on camera or being recorded or whatever, this is the experience other people are having with you Absolutely. daily and even if you don't usually see yourself that way mm-hmm. you're coming across as exactly how everybody sees you anyway right. so it's like you know and I think that sometimes takes some of the pressure out yeah. of it for me but yeah. Yeah. but yeah if I'm like in the groove and I'm doing a little video or something I'll just like change tops a couple <laughs> times and just like do a couple <laughs> yeah, more because exactly. it's like sitting down to do it mm-hmm. I think is the hardest part and like once Hold you're on, on a roll you just like keep going yeah. so it sounds yeah. like you're kind of the same way but yeah. Um, but yeah so do you have is there a person that you think of like a celebrity or just even a person you know that you would consider your style icon like who do you think oh, dresses man. great and who would you like to be in another life if you could it's a tough one I mean I'm actually thinking I who might even is I know too. I
1: wish I had I wish you had prepared me for this question. <laughs> I know. I, I wish I had too. Yeah. In
0: hindsight, but like, I feel like for a while, I always loved everything that Zoe Saldana was wearing. Oh yeah, she's been she's dressed great. so well. I don't great know if she's fashion. choosing that stuff or yeah. like if people are choosing it for her. But like, she always dresses great. Um, God, if you think of it, I'll come back to you. Yeah, and I let think you know. But one
1: person that I always kind of admired, but I don't know if I really dress like her that much, is. Um, Whitney Port from the Hills. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I always thought she was so cool and effortless and chic, but I don't know if I really, like, take a lot yeah. of outfits from her, but I've always, like, loved her fashion. and
0: Yeah. Um, I also like, and I think this is part of why I, I like your store, too, I feel like it's not a person specifically, necessarily, but, like, French girl fashion. Mm-hmm, I feel mm-hmm. like you have a lot of, like, so the... I don't know, did you just pronounce it French? Yeah, the F R N C H? Okay. This actually, this jumpsuit oh, yeah, I'm like, wearing. French. That is looks French. Like French. This is not from your store. Oh, no, but this I, is from, it looks like, like them. Yeah, it, to- it totally is them. <laughs> yeah, I <can> so tell. <laughs> I got it at a place like up in Northern Michigan um, by my parents' cottage. But like, I feel like that look is something that I always kind of keep going back to. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah. would a cool French girl wear this? Mm-hmm. OK, mm-hmm. in that case, I will wear it. But Well,
1: then the leather overalls are French, so.
0: OK. what And w- can we talk about what colors
1: <laughs> these come in? They're black. Probably. Oh, so you did buy a black I did thing. A, OK. I, I did, but it's cool and different. And if I were to bring in a pink leather, you know overall no one's gonna buy that that might be a
0: tough one that might be a tough sell but (laughs) um but i mean that's where you like have fun with what you put under it though then and that acts as like your base Mm -hmm. Ooh, Mm -hmm. i could wear it with my duff leopard tee absolutely that i love so much Absolutely, that would be actually really cute under it okay um i will be probably coming to shop those overalls in in a matter of time (laughs) for sure but um so what would you say is your favorite thing about working for yourself and what would you say is the hardest thing
1: I'll start with the hardest first. Okay, um, <laughs> Those are always easier to talk right, about. I know. I think, I think even just putting COVID aside, just um, giving up so much of your time yeah. into something. And you know, as we were speaking about earlier today, I don't have free weekends. I don't get to see even my husband that much when you think about it. His day's off, I'm working. My day's off, he's working. Yeah. So we don't really get that much time together. Um, and just figuring out anything that comes up, you know, like yep. to backtrack, like to start a business, you can't just say, hey, I'm here and start a business. You have to do the licenses. You have to do your taxes. You have to set up all this stuff. Yeah, Figuring that out was very difficult. Yeah, And it almost, you know, would have deterred me if I didn't have my husband to help me. Yeah. But it was just that stuff was really, really hard stuff that I know nothing about. Um, <clears throat> but then my favorite, I think, um, I love getting to meet my customers. I mean, I'm yeah. a very um, extroverted person. And in a year when we all stayed home all the time, I I selfishly loved being able to go to the store and get to talk to people. Yeah. That was so nice. And getting like positive feedback when women are like, I feel so good in this. This is exactly what I was looking for. That's just the best, the best, best feeling. And
0: like your vision of the things you picked are actually going into people's real-life wardrobes and becoming like a part of their life.
1: Exactly. That's really cool. I had a customer who like bought something and um, she came in a couple of days later and she was like, I just got engaged in in this outfit and now like (laughs) that piece is like part of her love story so
0: I think that's really special oh my god that's really cool I feel like it probably happened because of that garment I I mean he probably was like I love this girl yeah let's put her like this top (laughs) is amazing I need to marry you immediately if not sooner but I wonder if they'll make their way into uh her engagement photos or anything
1: oh I'm gonna have to find
0: out I think she should probably credit you in that if she does Mm -hmm. wear whatever that Mm -hmm. was for her photos but I agree yeah No, that's really cool. And, like, you do, again, from our very first, like, part of this conversation, like, you clearly do connect with people in a real way. And you, like, remember what they wore, like, what Mm -hmm. you talked about. Mm -hmm. And, like, I I can totally see that in you. But so as far as, like, the difficult business stuff, like, setting all that up, you mentioned in our conversation before we even started recording that your husband went to business school. Mm -hmm. Like, was that a huge help to have, like, a business like person kind of helping you out?
1: Kind of. I mean, like I said, he had already started working on his own business, so he kind of knew a little bit of what I needed to do. So that helped, but he's quite the opposite of a fashion yeah. business. <laughs> yeah. So there was only so much that he could do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he I could not have done it without
0: him. Yeah. So. I like mm-hmm. obviously the business I'm in is very different and like mm-hmm. it's not something where I'm I mean obviously I I get licensed to do this job, and like you know, find a, a brokerage to to hang my license at, and all yeah. that stuff. But like, it's not the same as like truly starting my own business from scratch in that way. Like yeah. it is my own business, but it's like I'm I'm still operating kind of under this established right. umbrella right. of right. real estate, which I think takes some of that yeah. stuff out of it. But you still
1: have to find your you know your clients, and you have to get your name out, and that's a big part of anyone yeah. starting their own business. anyway. Yeah. So
0: do you awesome. ever struggle with? And again, I'm like projecting this onto you um, <laughs> as another entrepreneur. But yes. <laughs> do you ever feel like I I think sometimes there's a lot of pressure when you are running your own business that like you always could be doing more. There's always more you could be doing. And, like, how do you sort of put it down at the end of the day and say, I am doing enough, this is how much I want to do, and, like, I don't have to do any more? Like, do you ever struggle with that, or do you feel like it's easy to just, like, lock the door at the end of the day and, like, walk away? I think... um
1: I think this last, in, in a weird way, this last year kind of has an excuse to just, like, lock the door and not do a lot just because of COVID, but now yeah. I'm feeling the pressure that I need to be doing a lot more, yep. um, and I'm not good at that. I'm really not. Yeah. I think it's really easy for me to just kind of push things aside and say, I'm focusing on this, but I do know that there's a lot more, actually, that I could be doing that I'm probably not super motivated enough to be doing, yeah. but even doing this was, like, a big step for me, so yeah. this was something fun and exciting. Um.
0: Yeah, I kind of feel the same way about it. And mm-hmm. like we, again, I don't think this is like by the time we had started recording, but like I totally want to do more of these episodes and like I want to talk to people and like kind of share people's mm-hmm. interesting stories. But like it's it's hard to like make the first step oh, and it's yeah. like hard to kind of take the leap because, you know, it's something we neither of us have really done before. It's yeah. kind of stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know people are going to hear it and, you know, or... See our photos or whatever, and right. so, but it's like once we like get the the wheels moving in the right direction, it gets easier. Yeah. It's just yeah. like when there's nobody managing you per se yes. and no one telling mm-hmm. you these are the things you need to do this week. It's like a lot of pressure sometimes oh, yeah. to to be making your own yeah. to do list and figuring it out for yourself. So anyway, um, so last thing I'll ask you is, how did you come up with the name mm-hmm. Steely mm-hmm. for your store?
1: So Steely is um. Based off of the band Steely Dan. I oh, love um, Steely Dan. So, the background on that is um, so, my mom passed away when I was younger, when I was 10. Oh. She had the best fashion sense ever. Oh. And I clearly got that from her. Yeah. None of my other siblings did. Yeah. Sorry just guys. you. Yeah. <laughs> They're <laughs>
0: um, like, what? Yeah. This is news to me. <laughs>
1: they, they love her music sense, and I got her fashion that's just yeah we all know that yeah and um (laughs) so I wanted to pay homage to her in some way um and so I was like trying to think of ways to you know honor her and I wanted it to be a memory that was my own and not something that one of my siblings had told me and so I just always remembered that she loved Steely Dan it was her favorite band. We listened to it all the time when I was a kid. And so I was, you know, looking into like Steely Dan lyrics and like this and that. But Steely yeah. just like, it just stuck with me. And I just was like, you know what, this is this is it. This is yeah. what I'm going to do. And so as you can see, I have a lot of music. That's why I have all the graphic yeah. keys. And, and that's like
0: all coming together for me now. Yeah, okay, So
1: that's, it's sort of, I'll, I'll always have a little bit of a music theme in there. And when I, I, I have plans to decorate the store a little bit more and have a lot more of like and um tour uh posters and just do a lot more on that music theme so that's
0: super cool yeah. that like all completely makes sense to me now mm-hmm. I too was a Steely Dan kid okay. um my they dad know. was yeah. a radio DJ in like the prime classic rock no way era oh
1: my god and that's so, so fun. he
0: started out DJing at this station up in Sault St Marie mm-hmm. Michigan which mm-hmm. is it's out there yeah. I mean it's basically at like the locks between I think maybe it's, I don't know if it's between the UP and Canada or between like mainland Michigan and the UP. But like, but it's out there, small town. And so he like started out there and like, it was still in the era of DJs where you truly got to choose the music yourself. And it wasn't programmed by a big company. Um, So he used to love that. And like just the stories they would tell about Mm -hmm. like, I mean, he would, (laughs) he would talk about, like they would still read the news or read the sports off a piece of paper. And like, they would be just, you know, talking about that stuff on the air. And so the prank that they would play on each other at the station was one of the other DJs or somebody else at the station in the middle of you reading the news... Would come up behind you and light the piece of paper on fire from the bottom. Oh, so you had gosh. to either like get through it super <laughs> fast before it like burned up, or just like abandon half that's of the news <laughs> and eventually, obviously, yeah. like throw it in a trash can or something. But right. um, but they just like used to have a ball. But anyway, that's so
1: fun. So he like
0: of course like loved all that music, mm-hmm. and I still believe that like seventies and kind of 80s yeah. were like the best music yeah. has ever been and will ever be.
1: Absolutely. Um so he
0: like loved all that like mm-hmm. big steely dan guy. Mm-hmm. If I ever open a boutique, I will probably call it Fleetwood Mac. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> because that was like like the
0: best of Fleetwood Mac was like yeah. our road trip. Oh, my God. Soundtrack. Right. The whole time growing up. There's so so many
1: memories associated with music. Totally. And it's
0: like I hear those songs and it's like instantly my family and my parents. So I I think that's like so cool that you kind of are paying homage to that. And I'm sure she's very proud of you and thrilled to be represented in
1: that way. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Cool. Well, you
0: do an amazing job. You have a really special business I would thank encourage you. anybody to go check it out it's called Steely tell me the address again I don't have it memorized uh it
1: is 1730 west division
0: so 1730 west division yeah. okay it's right by it's kind of by Bonchon. Right it's also to Bonchon, by yeah. two mm-hmm. right
1: I'm, I'm sandwiched between them so. perfect okay mm-hmm. two Jour is
0: great for like baked goods and like macarons if you ever mm-hmm. want that kind of stuff to go with the french theme
1: right so exactly. my plan
0: next week is to <laughs> buy macarons and buy your french leather jumpsuit yes. and that is going to be my plan for the week so absolutely um thank you so much much. Um, I really appreciate you being here with me.
1: Thank you, Shannon. This was fun.